0: And that's what creates a lot of excitement, a lot of media talking about it. The, the fans go to watch it. But also the same for UTMB. Why everybody was watching? Because like most of the best athletes in the world in ultra were there. But when you dilute the competition, you dilute the attention. And I still, I still think that people like this sport. But sometimes I'm a journalist. I'm super expert. I know all the circuits and it's complicated to understand. So try to explain that to someone who is not in this world
1: yeah.
0: or someone that is completely new. It's absolutely impossible.
1: That's a great and point. that
0: goes goes against the sport. And I think we really need to unify, I don't know if circuits, but at least federations. But the problem, and I've been in that side, is that no one really wants it.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to Run Along, the podcast brought to you by Bertrand. I'm Francesco, and today I'm sitting down with Albert Jorquera from Spain. Uh, He's not an athlete this time because we we usually interview athletes, but I really like to have uh, different voices from the sport, whether that it's, you know, coaches or journalists or physios, uh, just different people involved with trail running. And today we have a runner, an author, a journalist, a community manager, one of the voices of the sport that is really contributing to its popularity and uh, that it's expanding its audience. And um, I'm sure that if you're a passionate trail runner and if you follow the sport like me, at some point you've come across some content or article that Albert has written. So please welcome Albert Jorquera from Spain. Welcome to the pod, Hi,
0: Francesco. <laughs> Thank you. I'm uh, thanks for uh, thinking in me, and I'm super excited to talk to you because I also know that you you follow a lot this sport. Yeah. So I don't expect like just to talk, but uh, to make an exchange with you because I know that you are also like very interested in how this sport evolves. I think we are in a super exciting uh, moment of the sport, so I, I'm sure it's going to be interesting.
1: That's true. Yeah, I. You know, I'm primarily an athlete, but I also like to reflect on how the sport is developing, uh, why some athletes are choosing to race here or there, uh, what's new in the sport from, you know, brands, circuits, just everything that is happening. And I think it's always uh, good even for athletes to, to realize the direction that we're going. So it's a great chance to sit down and reflect on the state of the sport and what we're doing where we're heading. But before uh, talking about that, maybe uh, let's talk a little bit about you, who you are, uh, your story, how you got involved in the sport, and uh, basically what you do for a living right now. Well, I do a lot of things, (laughs) but mainly I would say that I'm a journalist.
0: Um, I studied it because I wanted to, to do sports. Uh, I've always done sport in my life. Uh, I started uh, with uh, roller hockey, you know, in Spain, it's very popular. I think in Italy, quite too. Um, And then uh, I played like kind of professionally until I went to the university and studied journalism. Then um, I started to work for uh, Mundo Deportivo, which is one of the main newspapers here in Spain. And uh, I started playing football, which I also like it. and working in, in football mainly. And then it's curious because at the same time I had like a kind of personal crisis, both like I stopped playing football and I needed like another sport because I, I I've always loved it. And I started running, but I started running, you know, in the road. I've never heard about trial running. And then I kind of, by an accident, <laughs> I, I got into an ultra with a friend and I was destroyed, but I really love the sport. so. That's I would say that by 2010, more or less, I started to know the sport about uh, to research. And at the same point, um, I was not happy with what I was doing with my professional life because it was kind of boring. It was this crisis of the traditional press, you know, and um, I wasn't happy. Just like sitting in a newsroom and uh, not moving from there interviewing always the same kind of people, saying the same things, you know, the football players always, it's like they, they use a lot of topics. So I kind of start thinking about like, why don't I try to mix my passion, which at some point it was the trial running when I when I discovered it with my work. And um, I started work, working for uh, Salomon as a community manager in 2013. And uh, now it made some weird, but at that point, there wasn't like many enterprise that were doing like social media, you know, and for me, it was super exciting because um, first I, I got to meet this world from inside. Like I always explain that one month after uh, starting working for Salomon, I came to here to Italy to Limone Garda, you yeah. know, in one at one three week with, you know, Kilian. Uh, Killian Jornet, Emily Forsberg, Anna Frost, and it was like, whoa. Uh, it, I was a fan of all, all of these guys, and then suddenly I was there sitting with them, learning from them, talking to them, um, not only uh, learning as a, um, as a sportsman, but the way they, they were, you know, like the kind of person they were. And that's how a little bit I, I got involved in, the, in this world. And from this point, I've done many things many things. I, I still do journalism. I've worked for Skyrunner World CDS, you know, as part of the organizer of the circuit. Um, I keep on working with Salomon and now doing more things. I'm also involved in uh, Golden Trail. So uh, as you were talking, I, I I like the fact of being runner, but at the same time organizer, but at the same time journalism. So you kind of have this global vision of the sport. And that's what I like to, to think about it from different perspectives, because sometimes if you just think as an athlete, it's, it's, it's partial, you know? If you think yep. as an organizer, it's the same. And sometimes the journalism is the same, no? So I try to to, to get all this global vision of the sport.
1: Yes, it's uh, it's very interesting. And I think uh, the, the sport is growing, but it's still maybe small enough uh, that it allows you to do... To, to wear uh, different hats and uh, have different roles inside the sport. Um, it, may, it may be like the obvious question, but I, I wanted to to hear your your answer, your take on this. How um, have you seen the sport of trail running evolving since you started documenting it? I think it's obvious that there has been an exponential growth, but um, from your own pr- perspective, uh, in what ways
0: um, you know, I, I've been thinking about it, and I think that now, I, I don't know if you agree with, with me, but we are in like trail running 3.0. <laughs> I would say that, you know, the, the original trail running or call it sky running or whatever is the one of Bruno Brunot, of Marina Giacometti, uh, Kiko Sole in Spain. Um, all these, for me, founders of the sport, they were really passionate, mountain people. Um who it was a sport that it wasn't mainstream at all. nobody knew it but the people from the mountain. Then there is for me the trail running 2.0, which is the, you know, um, when the social media appears, um, for the first time this sport, it has a platform to be seen. Uh, I remember I was in Mundo Deportivo, that big newspaper in Spain and when Kilian won, uh you can be in 29 being Catalan it was just a very small piece you know like four lines saying that Kilian has won so we we didn't have like uh, space in the traditional media but then by if if you think about it there is a, a direct relation with the creation of YouTube um Facebook and Instagram and the and the growth of the sport because for the first time the races the brands and the athletes, that they can showcase what they did, And that's how I I got involved in this sport. I started to watch videos, many videos from Kilian, you know, but also from UTMB or from Salomon. And I said, I want to do this. I want to be in this place. But until this point, the races or the sport has no has no part in the media. It it was impossible to be in the media, It's just like sometimes a very small program, two hours and not professional. And I think that is the sport that we have known until like maybe one or two years ago. And I think that now we are in, a, in another level. Um, it's just starting this, this 3.0 for me, but it's clearly changing. You know, the this, this, this sport, it's, it's, it's going to be mass media. Um, we are now live on TV in, in Spain. And also if you want to, we, want, we can talk about it. But since two years ago, the, the races are not only stream live, but they are on live TV. And for example, uh, two weeks ago in Ultra Pirineo, there were like 700,000 viewers in TV, in national TV, because people are, are, are liking this sport. And for example, in YouTube, there were 60,000. 60, and for me, this, these are the core. But in TV, it mainly was people that has never seen this sport. And I'm sure that a lot of these people they will come into the sport and uh, obviously we face another problems and another opportunities, which is it's going to come more money, but also there will be more people that will come only to this sport for interest, let's say. So the values are in in the stake. Um, it, It will be bigger, there will be bigger brands, bigger circuits, so I think we are in a in a moment that it's really exciting because it's in the in the building of a mass media sport. And I think that now it's we must decide what we want for this sport in the future. I think we are still on time to shape it a little bit. For example, in cyclism, some people say Yo, the sport is like this. I think now we are in this moment and, and it's a key moment. It's exciting. It's also dangerous because we may lose a lot of things that make this sport unique, but at the same time, um, how can it be exciting to have this sport on TV? Or for example, for you, the athletes, to be professional and live yeah. about, uh, about this, or or the races to be more mass media. For me, yeah. it's very exciting. I, I, I like to see the, the positive side of all this.
1: For sure, yes. Um, if I think about two or three years ago, how maybe difficult it was to uh, get a professional contract with the brand. And now it's not easy because you still have to run fast, but it's become, yeah, for sure, more widely accepted and uh, popular and, and easier in, in some ways. There is more people that is living thanks to the sport, thanks to to contracts. Um, and yeah, I I really like the kind of like the, the story, the summary that you've made, uh, from, from the start to, to the point that we are now that is, uh, it's becoming a mass media sport. And, uh, the, the next level is, is, uh, is, is live, live streaming and TV, uh, the sport, a sport that is being broadcast on TV. Um, I remember, for example, the article that you wrote just after the gamma this year, which was, uh, huge after two years of pandemic uh we had the gamma it was a huge event uh compared to what it used to be for example before the pandemic and this difference that we're seeing is just how much is the sport has grown uh you know in in two years thanks to different teams different players but uh it's it's a good measure of uh what you were talking about for example um and what is your your view like? Where would you like the sport to, to develop? What would you like to see in the future from your own perspective?
0: Uh, let's, let's write the, the list, OK? <laughs> uh, for me, it, it, it's very important, again, that the sport can be on the mass media and can, can be streamed, because I think it will show um, the beauty of this sport to people. And I will say that if, for example, a lot of fans are able to watch like six hours of cyclists in a road. Why they cannot watch, you know, like five hours of, of, or four hours of you guys running in the gamma, which was amazing. Yeah. I'm sure, and, and we have had it in, in many races. In ultra, we were for eleven hours live, and and the the medium the medium uh, reach it was two thousand people that the, some people are connected for eleven hours even though they are not watching, but they listen and uh, or sometimes people, they do like podcasts and they watch one part and then another part and then another part. But, you know, it, people are, are changing the way they consume the, the, the audiovisuals. visuals. Uh, in the past, they say, you know, in TV, it, it cannot be more than two hours. Uh, I, I disagree with that. I, I've been in, in races streaming for 11 hours and you only have to see the streamers in YouTube. They are for eight hours. And they have a lot of people, so that's one thing that I think it's going to come. Obviously, I would like this sport to be more professional at all levels. Also, for you guys, the athletes, for me, it's super important for the for the circuits because uh, now we are starting to see that UTMB and Golden Trail are starting to be big. But still, it was super small. I, I remember when I was in Skyrunner World Series, we were like four people managing a, a wall circuit. You know, it's yeah, yeah, it's super small. But for that, you need obviously money, sponsors, and and this for sure, it's going it's going to come. Um, and <clears throat> for me, uh, the danger is again, it's like losing these values. Uh, and another thing in my wish list would be obviously, and I think it's in. For all the people that we are in this sport, is to have a little bit of clarity or common sense, you know, in the circuits, in the federations. Um, because right now it's an absolute mess. I mean, mm. it's sometimes it's even annoying. You know, in Spain, we have like the, the Athletics Federation and the Mountain Federation that are both doing the same things, but they just change the, the name of what they do. And they are fighting in the in the in the low you know and that's super stupid so in the end we have like a lot of spanish championships every year and it's something that it's bad for everyone for the athletes for the federations for the media because no one cares and a little bit is the same and you were talking about the gamma and actually yes it was super interesting it was the perfect stone but why because there were like more than 60 elite athletes there only in the guys and then like more than 30 girls because i remember you know before every race we do like a top 10 or top 20 in the in the live streaming and i say to the to the guys we need to put like 60 athletes otherwise we leave people that are super good and that's what creates a lot of excitement a lot of media talking about it the the fans go to watch it but also the same for you why everybody was watching because like most of the best athletes in the wall, in ultra were there but when you dilute the competition you dilute the attention and i still i still think that people like this sport but sometimes i'm a journalist i'm super expert i know all the circuits and it's complicated to understand so try to explain that to someone who is not in this world
1: yeah
0: or someone that is completely new it's absolutely impossible
1: that's a great and point that
0: goes goes against the sport and i think we really need to unify I don't know if circuits, but at least federations. But the problem, and I've been in that side, is that no one really wants it. No one, no one gives a little bit of what they have to do this. And in the end, it's a shame because what I don't like is that the federation they always talk about, you know, growing the sport, but they don't really care about the sport. Because if they if they did, they would talk because this situation is, is not good. It's the same, you know, with the world championship that yeah. we were talking we are there are like three or four world championships every year so okay yeah it still has credit but imagine like one real world championships with all the good athletes in the world imagine the, the amount of expectation that do, that could create
1: yeah yeah that is completely true and the the situation with the golden Series final kind of overlapping with the world championships, is uh is very unfortunate and the, also from a marketing standpoint, I think is really bad for the sport because uh, the money is uh, somehow limited. So the brands mm-hmm. and who has the money, they need to, to put it somewhere. And uh, in the end, there is going to be something that is left out. So it would be, from my own perspective, more useful to just uh, sit down at the table and just try to make like to channel all this energy and tension and money into the same project Uh, whether that is coming from private circuits or federation it doesn't really matter to me because like my job is to run for sure I would like the sport to be ruled by by federations because I think they act in the best interest of the athletes but we cannot hide it right now the power is not within the federations it's it's probably more within the brands, uh, the private circuits like UTMB and Golden Tour series that have attracted more attention, more money, more media, and that's where most of the athletes are going. So it's it's a difficult situation, but it would be good if uh, like we try to collaborate to to grow in the same direction for sure
0: yeah I fully agree Francesco, but i I will ask you a question. yeah why is not in the hands of the federation?
1: Ah that is a good question. I think uh you know historically they haven't have not done a good job in in growing the sport in developing the sport um, they didn't understand, for example the importance of a good communication, a good promotion, uh, doing social media work, which. On, on by by contrary the brands have understood and have invested in it so it's it, it has become easier for people to to come across the, sco- the sport to to get know about the athletes and uh, the races through to brand through brands to their social media accounts and through the work that some athletes have done rather than federations for example uh, Maybe the Sky Running Federation is the only one that has been doing a little more uh, compared to ITRA or World Mountain Running Association, and they're not trying to, to trying to lose a, to close the gap. But it's not easy because, as you said, we're already at another stage that the sport is uh, is 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 beyond the communication that is being made on social media it's still important but we are on a lot of, on another level that is uh tv and live streaming so i think uh going back to your answer in order to keep people watching a race for six seven eight hours we need uh, a good story uh, a good race that is made by the athletes and is also made by people who tell these stories so like the commentators and uh, the, the the journalists that bring this story to to, the, to their audience, and that is my 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 hope and my my view.
0: Absolutely, that that was a little bit my point because if you yeah. think about it, like um, World Mountain Running Association, they had their their circuit like for thirty years, I think, and yeah. Skyrunning also the same. But what has happened? I mean they, they, they haven't had the vision of going yeah. further, as you say, it's like they sit back with what they did like 10 years ago. And as we were talking, like the sport has changed massively in 10 years, I would say in five years, but in 10 years, and you cannot pretend to do the same things that you were doing like 10 years. And I don't doubt that the federations have good willings, Yeah. Yeah. But they need to be more professional and have more vision. And what I say, and some people criticize me in social media in Spain, is I say that the private circuits have done much more for the sport than the federation itself. And obviously, they look for their wealth, because yeah. one private circuit, what they want is to raise money yeah. that's or work for a brand or give exposure to a brand. But by being more professional and trying to grow the sport, to get their benefit if you want to they have grown much more the sport and that's something we are seeing with golden trade world series and that we are seeing with utmb uh also i think they are but again it's it's not good as you say if the sport is ruled only by private interest because obviously the, uh, the it has happened now i mean the only one that can conduct an official anti doping are the federations Yeah. so I think at some point we will need these to merge the private with the federations and I hope that also the federations at least have some common sense but I thought that some years ago and it's not happening to be honest we have more circuits and we have more federations like trying to sneak I see the sport as a cake and everybody wants to you know grab the biggest piece and they don't care about the cake or the other people you know
1: yeah 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 i i definitely see your point um for me it's always important to to reflect on the fact that brands and private uh circuits they don't really have the athletes at least not always uh at the focus at the center of the attention but uh economics like making money in the end so but at the same time like federations they don't have a clear project of what they want uh for the sport i think one good side of federation for example is that they uh they promote uh youth participation uh young athletes for example that are almost completely left behind by Private circuits, like there is no there is no races for uh, young people in the Golden Trail or in UTMB World Series, for example, and that is is something that we need to take care of to to keep the sport healthy, for example. But uh, on the other hand, there is yeah big problems within the federations, and uh, in the end, I think the athletes need to to choose uh, for their best interest, and quite often. Their best interest is within the private circus and not within the federations, so that is the, the current situation. And uh, I think, uh, thanks to people like you, or or also me, or like other people that care really care about the sport, we uh, are trying to push towards a situation that everyone wants to collaborate and merge the interest the the energy and uh, just push the sport forward in the same direction so hopefully that is uh, where we're heading um i wanted to ask you a little more specifically about the, um, the skyrunning federation and the uh, skyrunning world series because you used to work for for them and uh To me, it seems like it's lost a bit of appeal and traction compared to how it was a few years ago. Like they're not attracting the best athletes and um, they they don't have the best races anymore. So what happened with that circuit? Why is it kind of losing its appeal that it had uh, with so many great athletes and such a good uh, history for the sport?
0: Yeah, yeah actually i i i grew or i entered into this sport like following sky running, you know and uh we can go to 2012 where i think it was at, at its peak uh if you remember that like there was not even ultra table tour so it was yeah. like the the main circuit but so all the athletes were naturally going there they also had like all this kind of very um, iconic races like Zagama, yes. Gerdivon in Italy, yes. uh, Dolomites. So it was like the... The, the reference, circuit, so. yes. Exactly.
1: But also like offers- uh, where the best athletes used to go. Like, of course, Kylian yeah. started with Skyrunning. Maybe now his interests have changed. But uh, of course, having him in the sport, was a, in the series, was a big push for its popularity. Yeah,
0: yeah. Actually, all, all the Salomon athletes were there and like, it was natural because there was uh, nothing else in terms of circuit, but uh, like races, no, like you but a little bit when I entered it, it was in 2016. And it was exactly what I told you. I, I had the feeling of the things were done exactly like five or 10 years ago. And the sport has changed a lot. Uh, we are talking about 2016 and there wasn't even like a post in Facebook. They had no Instagram, no Twitter. So you didn't know even that the race has started. And I coming from social media, I said that it's not possible. I mean, we are in a totally different level. What what we did at that, at that point in communication it was to send the day after of the race the, the press release. But that it, it worked for 2010, but not in 2016 2017 yeah. so what it happened is that the races felt that they pay a lot of money for nothing and also the athletes were started to get tired you know the prize money was ridiculous because i remember that at that point uh, the athletes were not following the circuit i'm talking about
1: 2016.
0: Eh? yeah and I, I asked like what is the prize money for the world championship and it was 1500 and you know if you were third it was 500 euros i said dude like really i mean some people had the chance to finish third and they didn't go to the last race because (laughs) if you don't do it you lose money so what i told them from my point of view is that we really need first of all to take care of the athletes because they don't care about the circuit give a professional um, service to the races and obviously start communicating communicating better. Because I, I I asked them, like, who was the last? Because there were l- like three, you know, the Sky, the Ultra and yes. the Vertical. Who were yes. the last winners? And they didn't remember. So if you don't remember who is the world champion, then you have a problem. Yeah. And it was super complicated, you know, to understand who was the best, in what distance, the points. It was super tricky. So... It was possible because I didn't work for the federation, but for an enterprise that kind of were like more professional and had this view. So they invest money and uh, the circuit, I think in like in in three, four years, it changed a lot. And I think like the last year it was really good, you know, in terms of athletes, competition, media, but then it happened that appeared the golden trail. that obviously what a, was a big hit because yes. suddenly you had like all the salomon athletes going to golden trail and all the others like going to the going to sky running so it was a little bit weird but still there was this kind of athletes that were like very technical and like the technical races and also it was like a middle distance because there were races until 70 kilometers so still was kind of good but I think the problem was that this model is based on like the races paying to the organizer, to the circuit. And it's not really a sustainable model because in the end, these races, most of them are the small. You go to Kim and it's a bunch of friends from a oh, very yeah. small <laughs> town in Italy. And Super they
1: small.
0: even to pay like five thousand euros, it's it's a lot. Even you know, to be in the world circuit, yeah, okay, but it's a, it's a group of volunteers, you know, that, that they, they don't make money. So
1: and what is the value in return to yeah. be part of the circuit?
0: Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But even if, in that case, even if they saw the value, they cannot pay. Yes. Because they don't make this money. And they, they are a group, it's a little bit the same in Zegama. Eh? It's a yeah, super yeah. big race, but it's a group of people in a, in a small town, in the past country. They don't make money. Nobody wants to earn money for their work. And they could get a lot of money for the race, but they don't want to. So you cannot ask them like a fee like you can be of 100,000 euros or whatever. So you you need to rely on this model in uh, sponsors. And the problem is that uh, in Skyrunning, we didn't get enough sponsors and the main sponsor, which was a Chinese one, failed at at one year. So and in the end, the pandemics came. So it was like um, a big a big hit um also golden trail was was growing and doing things really good in terms of communication uh it was great absolutely what has done golden Trails is amazing um so i stopped working when the pandemic came um for for obvious reasons and then i have been following it from outside and i know it's like it's been some problems, it's time to restart again and now they have sold the property of, of the series to to a different owner and, and let's see. But um, as you were telling, I think that they are trying to close the gap but it's they are in a tricky position because the problem is that what we were talking, if you don't move but the others move and are growing, you become smaller and smaller and I think the future is complicated for them because it's I don't know. I, I mean, now I think that they should do something like very, um, very sky running, you know, but yeah. the problem is that you become very, very niche because yes. try running is going to eat you and but still you can have like a very small piece of cake. But I think it would be good because I like the sky running values, the philosophy, the, the way of Marino found it. I, I love all this philosophy. I think it's the, the, the core, you know, in Italy, Skyrunning mm-hmm. was born. So I would speak. I, I I like this purity that at some point it was pervert. I, I agree. And I think that no, they, they should come to this purity, but I think that uh, as a sport to be differentiated astral running, and it's very small. The federations, everything, it's very small. And I fear that it made it may end lost in the middle of the big sea that will become trial running.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, maybe one side of the evolution of our sport that is uh, is something that we don't like to see, like uh, losing the values that were at the core of the sport, at least uh, for how it was born uh, from races like gama, Gerdimand, Akima. Um, I think that what a lot of people now define as sky running is not really sky running because it was born like on very technical routes and, and races, ridges. Uh, it involved uh, climbing and like big technicalities that now most races uh, don't have anymore. There's just a few of them uh, left that are really sky races to me. But still, I think it's it's important to preserve these values, and I mean, n- not necessarily in a in a, in a series, but um, to to still have these races in the sport, uh, and to also to to let people know that uh, there was these pe- there were these people that started the, sky, the sport of sky that were uh, doing these kind of uh, of routes of uh, FKTs also or, or races. Uh, that historically have been important for the sport. So um, I, still th- I still think that the connection between the tradition uh, and the history of a sport and uh, new people coming to the sport or even, um, you know, a lot of athletes that right now are maybe at the top or maybe have been in the sport for a few years, it's still very difficult. Like people don't really know uh, about the history, about the races. Uh, or also who the best athletes are part of it is because it's so difficult to understand um, with so many circuits and series and championships. Part of it is because it's complicated and we, I feel we're not doing a very good job in, in promoting it. Uh, so there is a lot of uh, things uh, intersecting and uh a lot of interests and uh, factors coming into play. So I totally understand if the, the situation is like like this and uh, if people sometimes have a hard time understanding uh, what is happening and where we're heading.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I fully agree. I think that the sport is still like growing to what it will be. But also it's it's really good that we don't, forget where we come from yeah and um we come from this sky running from this trail running 1.0 that i explained you this these pioneers this very uh, like very core mountain runners very technical there were climbers i think that are also like from
1: the, uh, the the uphill races that were originally mm-hmm. part of the Warp Running Cup, for example, there is races that have been around for 50 or more years that are yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe not, they're not famous at all because uh, people don't know them. They haven't, do, haven't done, a, they haven't invested in communication, for example, they have remained very similar to what a, they were uh, at the origins, but they are the heart of a sport. So we were talking before, uh, starting, uh, our conversation that, uh, next week you're going to uh, be in Madeira for the Golden Terror World Series final. Uh, so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your involvement with the Golden Terror World Series and, uh, what do we expect? What do you expect to see in Madeira? What are some of the athletes that you are looking forward to, to seeing and, uh, you know, that you're expecting to, to do really well in Madeira?
0: Yeah, so my involvement, I've been working with the press team, a little bit helping in the communication. So it's a small improvement. Uh, and I also was streaming gamma in Spanish, but it was more for gamma. So I've been in uh, three races so far, so half of them. And I will be in Madeira. And it's, in, it's interesting um because um i have my doubts about the the final i mean um
1: the format you mean
0: yeah um, because i think that five 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 races at this stage of the season uh, it's going to be tough i mean um, so and for me it's exciting as a journalist journalism but um I, i try to understand i don't understand still how it will work in time in terms of points so i think we all need to be there and that's one thing that uh, that's why i have my doubts. No, and i want to see when i'm there and i think as i was th- i was telling you i think that we need to make the sport more simple you know for people to understand so in that way i would love or i would prefer to have what we had last year and i think you will remember well in <laughs> El Hierro. so it's one final, maybe if you want to do like two races, it's fine, but five races for me, it would be disappointing. For example, that one top athlete gets injured or tired after two races and they cannot follow. So, because in the end, what gives emotion is like all of them what happened in the gamma, no? All the best competing in one or two races and seeing who is the best, and then obviously, it has to have a bigger weight in terms of. In yeah, it's points. it's that
1: simple but uh, <laughs> a lot of people we were trying to make a lot of time we were trying to make things complicated i think and yeah. uh, i think the format of this final uh, originally came from uh, what we had in 2020 but it was yeah. a very peculiar year with the exactly. pandemic so it made sense to have a stage yeah. race uh, in 20- 2020 because it was the year of the pandemic there were basically no races and that week in the azores with all mm-hmm. the top runners together uh fighting for one week was really the only chance to, to to race and to to confront with each other and it was uh it was beautiful it was uh really exciting also because we mm-hmm. had uh several athletes that maybe some maybe usually they don't race in the golden Terrier Series circuit like um jim wamsley for example they came and they competed and uh, it was really good. Uh, I have some, I had some concerns about uh, the courses, the the points, and uh, the rules, but I think this is uh, just minor details. The format was fine for that year, yeah. but in a normal year like twenty twenty two, I do think that uh, a stage race of five days is a little bit too much. And uh, at the end, like yeah, it might be good for the show for the you know it might be exciting for for fans and for people to watch but in the end it's us athletes who are racing and uh you know we have a body we we struggle <laughs> so it's 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 a lot honestly uh that's yeah that was one of the I reasons mean, why i decided not to go this year
0: i fully agree with you um I was following in 2020 and I love the format, but I agree we came from a very different year, you were like much more fresh for sure. But it's true that um Greg Paulette, the manager of the Golden Trail World Series, has an amazing vision of the sport. Oh yes. Um I have my concerns, as I told you, but at the same time I'm super excited to to see how it works and even if it's not the best choice I think that one thing that you can you can uh, deny from Greg is that he tries things oh yeah he tries he thinks and he tries to boost the sport and you sometimes you, you need to try it's the same uh, like when we do the streamings you need to risk and try and if it doesn't work it I mean it's not that it doesn't matter but just but you um so yeah it's going to be exciting to be there but imagine like i'm a journalist and just thinking on covering like five races and going to the places and not running i find it exhausting so if i put my body into an athlete body it's like whoa if you need to run so i guess that people will do strategies and rams run some races some others not because you don't need to run all of them So also this is going to be interesting because it's a situation that we've never had in this sport. It's a new format. Again, I think that Greg is is very linked to cyclism and it's kind of what he's trying to do. And I think that in a lot of ways we are similar to cyclism, but uh, physiologically, you know, it's complicated. You know, it's it's not the same like running 21 days in the into the front so let's see but at least for me it's exciting because it's something new and i like to tell something new in my life in my world because it's the way you evolve but i have my concept
1: what are some of the athletes that are you're looking forward to to seeing competing
0: well, like for sure, it's NINKE, No, it's amazing to see what she has done so far. It's uh, unbelievable. And then I'm super excited to see how it goes in the in the men's uh, field, because uh, we have some Spanish athletes that are not very useful to these kind of races, like Manuel Merillas or Daniel Osan. And let's see also like how Remy manages uh, uh, the, the stages what he will try to run or not and Bart and all the other runners I'm sure that there will be someone that we we don't think about it and will be like a little bit like Bart in 2020 oh yeah so (laughs) let's let's see I think it's it's going to be super interesting also you know this new format of the Golden Trail National Series, that there will be a lot of like new runners that we don't know that will show up there in a new scenario I think it's that it's going there are going to be a lot of like inputs lot you of know, stories and, and different yes. things a lot of stories and that's exactly what you say and in the end one thing that i like to do in my articles is not like explain stories because also when i broadcast i i research a lot about the athletes because like if i say about you uh for example that um what you have won it's fine but if i say that i think you live in like Como, no, I'm, I'm just uh I remember when we did gamma that I had your trainer, how much you weight, you know, like um, some different stories. What if you were injured or not, you recover, you broke. And that is the kind of stories that for people that doesn't know the sport, but they get attached to the athlete. And even someone who has never run can get interested because I, I've, I've met a lot of athletes and all of you guys, when I research about you, you have amazing backgrounds. Most of you like have amazing degrees, you know, in the university, Mink is, a, I think it's a physiological astronomy, you know, that studies the planets. Um, there are so many, like, um, amazing profiles that when people find out, it's like, whoa, <laughs> this is sport, you know, it's not like football from people that are <laughs> 15 years old, they are just playing football and have never studied. So I think that it's what makes interesting. And that's why I'm, so excited about Madeira because it's going to happen a lot of things, and there will be a lot of stories like winning stories, but also defeat stories. But that's what emotionally connects with people and can grow the sport. No, and then let's see what happens. I think, anyway, that it's going to be exhausting for the athletes.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> uh, I, I think you touched a very important topic, uh, that is, uh how people can relate to the champions and uh, the best athletes of our sport. That is, I think one of the best way, how you create a connection between the fans and the top athletes that I think uh, so far hasn't been so easy, like not always, uh, because elite athletes and uh, recreational runners or fans, they're usually on different levels. Like, people normal people think that uh you know elite athletes uh you cannot even approach them or they have uh just different interests or they're just only focused on running but for example also thanks to social media uh people are understanding that there is not such a big of a gap between the elites and uh, normal people like recreational runners and people can relate to them because uh Also, top runners go through struggles. Uh, They struggle with injuries, with their motivation. Uh, They don't always perform 100% in races. And it's. I think all these stories have a a big value in the way that normal people can relate uh, or find themselves inside these stories. And uh, I feel it's very important that uh, there is journalists, there is people that tell these stories for example i'm thinking about the the web series that golden Trail series is uh, is making that is something very important for the storytelling of our sport to to make us to make us relatable to make us closer to to our public to to the people that in the end are what uh, what is making the professionalization possible what is making uh living out of the sport and uh, uh, organizing uh, big races and circuits possible because uh, they buy shoes, they sign up for races, and they keep uh, the sport alive basically. So um, I feel like uh, this is uh, this is something very very useful, very important that uh, we need to to reflect on and uh, and to put some uh, some energy and time on,
0: yeah, and, and one thing that I always explain to people that is not from the sport or they don't work in that is that how lucky we are with the kind of elite athletes that we have because you guys, and even, you know, you talk to Kilian, you talk to Paul Cape, you talk to Francois, and all of them are super um, normal people, you know?
1: Yeah, very like, approachable. Um, Yeah,
0: but all of them, like, um, I remember, as I told you, when I went to Limones, I was just, I had been working for Salomon for one month or two, and I was a little bit there, you know, like, I'm no one, Uh, I I sat in the tables, and (laughs) I approached to talk to them, and I, I, I thought, like, they would say, but who you are, you know, nobody asked that. At, at any point you know they just judge you by by the way you are as a person and at that point I was working with Salomon but I remember before working in that and maybe knowing them more because I was a journalist at the end of one race go to Miguel Eras or Toful Castaner which are one of the best runners they had won ultra Pirineo I had run the race and talked to them and asked them because I had a problem in my feet and they talk to me like normally, you know, like, uh, and that's why I love this sport, because I came from a background in football that you couldn't like approach the athletes, and they are so like, pro. you cannot talk to them. But in the end, that's bad for the sport, because we forget that they are normal person, you know, with their problems. And exactly what you say, is uh you know i'm very fan of i don't know if you know the documentaries called all or nothing have mm-hmm. you ever seen them no I, I mean they are amazing because they are um for example they focus in manchester city during okay. one season but you almost don't see any match of the team you see the the, the dressing background. room yeah exactly and Okay, I'm very fan of the football, so it's easy. But then I got like super um, attached and super excited to see, like, you know, the All Blacks. And I've never seen a, a rugby match in my life. But the personal stories of the athletes there were so good, you know, and so amazing that I follow all the documentary and I've never seen a match. And also the same with ice hockey, you know, and that's exactly what happened with uh, the documentary you were uh, talking about, Chasing Dreams from Golden yeah. Trail, is that by knowing your stories and it's easy to attach to you, you can get into the sport. And uh, that's also one thing that I try to put into my streamings or my broadcastings in TVs like explain a lot of personal stories, interact a lot, a lot with the people because that's the way that... You can get uh, engaged someone yeah. who is not a core runner. Yeah. I mean, the core runner, we love the sport and we can watch like five hours of Marathon de Mont Blanc because we are freaks and we know all the athletes.
1: We yes, so we're friends. freaks. We have exactly. to understand that our own perspective is not like the one of the average runner. The average runner doesn't really know how the sport works or what are the best athletes. They yeah, but... just want to hear the the stories. Uh,
0: exactly. They but want to be engaged. They're... They
1: want to be entertained by yeah, totally. the competition. So.
0: And after a lot of my TV broadcasts, I receive messages from people that told me, "I've never seen a race. I've never run in the mountains, but dude, like, I love it." <laughs> and that's the the best thing because it's like, yeah. okay. Mm, that's how you can grow the sport because some of these people maybe they will say why not i mean we all started like this watching videos and say i want to do this so that's that's the best thing and i I, i'm super sure that the way you get them is not like with the images or with a lot of data or knowing a lot of results but like by explaining all these stories that make the broadcast funny in the end what we want in life is to to be entertained and have fun. And it's the same as when I watch one sport that I'm not a huge fan. If the one who is explaining it, it's it's funny and can explain like um personal stories. And that's also the way I thought that we need to grow the sport, like because a lot of people knew Killian, but we need to grow the sport like not only with Killian, mm-hmm. we, we need to make that the people get to know and follow the other runners because that's how you will grow the sport because if not you follow killian and you know in spain what happens in the uh, like 10 years ago people only knew about killian who were not in the you know core trail running world but then if there is no killian there is no interest
1: Yeah,
0: that you cannot grow the sport that but i know because i've been there that there are there are a lot of amazing runners amazing individuals amazing persons with amazing stories of overcoming of injuries of like everything that need to be explained and and can engage people but but for that we need to be able to go beyond killian to grow this sport and become it mass media
1: yeah i feel we could uh... Talk forever about this topic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think we've I made a lot of uh, yeah, we've made a lot hour. of big points.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be like so few eh? one hour. Yeah, yeah. But it's really interesting.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting and exciting to to imagine and uh, try to understand where our sport uh, will will grow, will head, and will develop. Uh, but I don't want to keep you here for too long. So <laughs> going, going towards the end of our conversation, I would like to ask you one last question that is uh, an advice to someone that maybe wants to enter the media side of the sport and uh, become a journalist, a storyteller in trail running. What is your advice and uh, how can people get involved?
0: Mm that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> um I, I would say that the first thing is i would say that they need to be runners i think like obviously not like super pro runners or do amazing things but i think you need to understand and feel this sport because i still believe that it's a different sport from the others i don't say that it's better because uh, there was a big of <laughs> a bit of argument last week in the in my social networks because I raised this question about the values of the sport. And I say that by different reasons, because we come from mountaineering, because we are still a very amateur sport, because like, I think that the lead guys are very different from other sports. And maybe because there is not many money yet, I think we are different, not better, but we have some values that make this sport different. And if we lose it, I think we will become another sport, you know? not not necessarily bad but just another sport and i think that first of all if if you want to be in this world you need to be aware of these values and the specificities of this sport and then the other is like uh, that they just travel to the races they meet the athletes they meet people um because it's the way I started I I knew nothing about this sport and just by traveling and making relations and I think that if you are a a nice person the good thing of this sport that there are a lot of nice persons that that are super open to to talk and and the example is is here you and I know that that (laughs) we've we've met in a couple of three of races but we follow each other and it's amazing that you thought about me to to talk about it but i'm super excited because i also follow you and I, i i've seen that you you think about the sport so and all this what it makes always is to to make you better or enrich you as a person and as a professional so that's my my biggest advice if i can do one is that they they love this sport they think about this sport and they try to respect the people and the editors that we have from all the others that came behind us and make this sport different. And hopefully we will be able, all of us, the athletes, the media, the organizers, we will be able to grow it and do not not screw it, you know, like uh, to keep the values and, and keep this sport different. Because at the moment that we do what we lose that, it will be another sport and I, I went away from football because I, I hate some things and some values that they are there. And I hope that we keep them for, for trial running, sky running or whatever we want to call it.
1: Yeah. I do think there is uh, some values and some uh, features of this sport that make it special, uh, not necessarily better than other sports, but uh, at least peculiar for sure. So hopefully, uh, it is something that we can preserve um from our side that we are already involved with the sport and uh hopefully um like one of my wishes is to see more people like you that are able to really uh get deep into the sport and tell the stories showcase the athletes and the best races the competitions because it's 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 the way the sport grows. It's how we create the connection between the elite runners and the fans that ultimately is what keeps us alive, keeps the sport alive. So to me, it's very important. And it's why I I also do a little bit my part uh, contributing to the, to the media side of the sport with uh, this podcast, for example, with some questions and issues that I raise on my own social media, with some articles that I write. So... It's uh it's fun and uh, yeah I hope we can uh, keep growing in uh, in this direction and see what the future holds. Uh, Albert, thank you so much. It's been a, a huge pleasure and uh, have fun in Madeira, and uh, yeah, I encourage all our listeners to to follow Albert. There is uh, a lot of ways to interact with him from Instagram to Twitter to. The websites that uh, he collaborates with i'm going to put all the links in the show notes so you can uh, you can take a look and, uh, and follow albert uh, thanks again for listening and uh, i don't know if there is anything else you would like to add
0: not only thank you again for thinking in me and i wish you the best for the world championships uh, in vocal lupo <laughs> good luck
1: Thank you. And I will
0: be following you, for sure, because we are fixed.
1: All right. We'll see each other soon, hopefully. Bye, everyone. Thanks for, for following us today.